What is the premise of purpose? Why are we here? And how do some people make so much impact in their lifetime while others exist on autopilot? This is where we explore all things revolutionary in business, mindset, and your everyday life. I'm Anna Graybow, a spiritual coach and business mentor who helps you turn your passion into your livelihood. Check out my newest product, the Full Web Goddess Template, an opportunity for you to create your website and launch your business instantly in a beautiful and easy way. Just go to the-webgoddess.com to get started today. Also, if you use the coupon PURPOSE10, you will get 10% off. Today, I have Veronica Cresto, the author and creator of The Diamond Process, using everyday triggers to awaken the treasure within, a seven-step transformational system serving thousands of clients and students worldwide. After 25 years of learning from masters in the fields of spiritual psychology, presence mastery, yogic philosophy, and psychology, plus 17 years of experience in the field as a successful transformational life coach, Veronica has discovered the vast difference between mediocre and masterful coaching. Together with her husband, one of her great joys is training and certifying Diamond Process life coaches globally. In addition to facilitating transformational retreats and online courses, she passionately focuses her time helping coaches and healers create their soul signature course, the unique body of work they were born to bring into the world. Veronica is also the creator of her transformational YouTube channel with over 23,000 engaged and over 2 million views. So welcome, Veronica. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here and with all of you. <laughs> what is your purpose, Veronica? That's what we want to know. Ooh, okay. Well, the, my purpose depends on what level you're asking. Um, I'd say my purpose is to be present here with you right now in this moment. That's my deepest purpose. Um, and then my my outer world life purpose is I am highly passionate about helping empaths and highly creative people, highly sensitive people to dig into their unique soul purpose or what I call their soul signature message, their soul signature course, and confidently bring it out into the world. Um, I believe there's so many highly sensitive, empathic, highly creative souls who have all the solutions we need, but many of them are stuck in self-doubt like I was and silencing themselves and sitting on the sidelines. So I am very passionate about helping them, you know, bring that out into the world. It's amazing what's locked up in empaths. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And you were one of the first people that helped me when I was starting my journey, which is why this is a special interview for me, because I myself am empathic and sensitive and all those things. And I thought that you really did a great job of speaking to that group of people and making mm -hmm. them feel like it was normal to be that way and that there yeah. is something special that they can offer. hundred percent. It's, it's like, it's like a superpower, right? But our world is conditioned to believe that we need to be like really loud and really a certain way to be a leader. And that is just not true at all. Uh, yes. So that's really sweet to hear. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, of course. And I'm curious where your journey began, right? What did it look like before you got into this kind of work or started studying Ooh. with all these masters? Oh, before. I don't, I don't think I've ever been asked that question. Um, before I was an overachieving 
worked in the corporate world, um, really was highly, highly focused on just my image, to be quite honest, really, I was I was raised in Miami Beach. And so I was in the world of supermodels and your value as a woman, a girl back then was the way you look. Yeah. And um, it just my focus was really about the wrong thing. Now, I don't want to say the wrong things. They were the right things at the time, but they showed me what can cause a lot of suffering and misery. Because at that time, I had achieved all the perfection, all the you know checklist things, uh, from the perfect yoga body and you know the relationship, traveling around the world first class on private planes with an amazing partner, having endless supply of money, having every dream you could possibly imagine ticked off. And I inside, ironically, was ticked off. I was like so <laughs> angry and like constantly in this place of um, upset and mm -hmm. depression, suicidal thoughts, things like that, because everything on the surface looked great. And I really did have, it wasn't just surfaced. I had deep connections with people. I had a beautiful relationship um, as well, but I just had no idea who I was. And the image that I was portraying on the outside did not match what was going on in the inside. So that's what keyed off the journey. That was like, okay, obviously I'm the problem. Like everything in my life is looking good, but I'm miserable inside. So that was a doorway into uh, taking off to the Redwoods, which I, I write about that in, in the diamond process and going in solitude and going and doing some deep work in the Redwoods to find myself. Yes. Gulp. <laughs> right. And was that the first thing you did? What was like when you first opened the door? Because a lot of people are maybe beginning their journeys. Yeah. And so I love to bridge the gap between where you are now and where you began. Yeah. So what was that first moment where you started peering into this other world? Hmm. The first moment I was working at Warner Brothers Records and a, this gorgeous, I was in my early 20s at the time, and this woman in her late 40s, this, this woman I always thought was so, so gorgeous, like energetically, there was just something about her that I aspired to be. And she walked into my office and she was like, I heard you have a whole bucket of bubble gum. Like, can I have a piece? Like, I need a little bit of sugar. At the time, I used to eat sugar and things like that. Long story short, that moment led to us having a conversation where she told me about a school called the University of Santa Monica, a mm -hmm. master's in spiritual psychology program. Everything keyed off in my brain, like, oh my God, spiritual psychology? Like, it just, what is that? And when she left my office, I found out that she, you know, she was becoming a life coach, leaving the company, had graduated from there. And so I called them and immediately knew as soon as I got on the phone with enrollment that this was my next step. It changed my life. Wow. Um, I'd say that that level of education, my husband and I train coaches in a very similar way as I learned from them. It's life changing because it's all about self mastery. You know, you're not learning skills to just help somebody. You first master it and apply it to yourself as your number one client. So I was learning so much about myself and discovering like it was it was it was incredible. That was the doorway um, to a whole new world. Yes. And actually, within four months of starting that uh, program, I left the company 
and yeah, took a huge leap <laughs> into a brand new world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And so what is the first thing you do when you're going to master yourself? How do you begin this journey, this process? I'd say the first step is just being aware that something's not working. Like all the outer focus, all the achievements, all of the seeking for something outside, whether it's a person, whether it's a amount of money, a career, an image that we think is going to satisfy us or a level of popularity or fame or success. Just be aware when you have that awakening, the first step is like, oh my God, and it can be a bit heartbreaking. It's not going to come from out there. Mm. At 25, that's what hit, I think what hit me the most was I have, it can bring tears to my eyes. I have everything. Like I have everything. Mm. And there was just such anguish inside. It didn't match. So it was like, but, but what else is there? Yeah. And there was nothing left. I had done everything. Um, and so, you know, maybe I could have made more money of my own because my partner was the one who had a lot of money at that time. Um, but my career was, you know, I was doing well for myself. So it was very heartbreaking. That's the first step to go put your hands on your heart and go, wow, whew, all the Hollywood movies lied. <laughs> they said that I would feel satisfied in the perfect relationship or X amount of dollars or the freedom to travel the world. And no, the first step is realizing, wow, um, I get to befriend myself and put myself first and discover who I am. Mm -hmm. And then that will open up a really beautiful journey. That will open up a first step. It's usually one step at a time. Someone walks into your office. <laughs> Someone who like, you know, it's just like that moment. Can I have bubble gum? It leads to like a whole thing. And, and you just, you know, I was sharing this with a client the other day. You know what to do next when you are so lit up about it. Yes. When I look back, the things that were not rational, the things that I was just so excited about, I was, I was genuinely, I wanted these things so much. They may not have led to what I wanted them to lead to, mm -hmm. but they always led to what I needed. Right. So like I, I used to be an actress when I worked at Warner Brothers at night, I was doing theater and um, studying, you know, in LA. And I was, I wanted that so much, Anna, like I wanted to be an actress from the time I was a little, little girl. I wanted it so much. I, it was so hard for me. I was stuck in so much doubt and so afraid and I would black out on stage. I would, and I just would keep going wow. in hindsight it led me to build the confidence to be on camera, to be able to communicate in a certain way, to be able to read sides, which now are no longer sides for a movie or, or something, but actually for a class I'm teaching. Right. So it prepared me for, for a much bigger purpose that I couldn't see at the time. Yes. But I would just say, you know, had I not given myself that, even though everyone was like, you can't do that. Like, you can't be an actress. Da, 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 da. You're going to fail. Had I not gone for it, I never would have grown to where I needed in order to actually go for my real purpose. Yes. To even recognize my real purpose. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love it. You had to listen to yourself then to be able to listen to yourself later. So you could at least start practicing that, you know, beautifully said exactly. Yeah. And I'd say that's one of the first steps, right? Is listen to yourself. 
like put blinders on to what everyone's telling you to do and just listen to what you really want and trust that there's not a mistake in that. It may not lead to exactly what you think it's going to lead to, but it will lead to something better. Yes. And it's just, listen, everything in our society is designed to shut out our connection to our inner voice. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not like an evil thing. It's just the way it is. It's, there's a lot of noise pining for our attention for, you know, whether you want to call it corporate greed or just consumerist culture. And it's just there to have us buy stuff and think that we're worthless. But when you really tune into your value, your worth, who you are, it's just like, oh, wow, I'm a unique being. Like, no one will ever come again who is you. No one has ever come before who is you. And you're like filled with all this worth and value and power and beauty and magnificence. And it's our job, our purpose to listen and to find what is in our soul to create. I love that you told us your story because it's such a good reminder for anyone who's still thinking that something externally could be the answer. It's such a good reminder to hear it, <laughs> to just remember, no, actually we need to turn internally and look there first. Yeah. So talk to us about spirituality because clearly there was something there that you know lit you up. I'm also very passionate about it. So what yeah. does spirituality mean to you and how did you start studying with you know yogic philosophers and things like that? Hmm. So I think the first thing that happened was, well, when I was 20, I had my first spiritual teacher in college. I was studying psychology and I was like fascinated by, I went to a workshop on holotropic breath work, which was like reach altered states of consciousness. And at the time in college, I was wanting to reach altered states of consciousness, just maybe not in the most conscious way. Right. Um, I was experimenting with a lot of substances and things. And when I found this flyer of this psychologist guiding you through altered states of perception through breath, I was like, what? Yeah. So I went and he was my first mentor. And then I, you know, I graduated school and kind of like closed that chapter, went into the corporate world, but it was always in there. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have like that curiosity, um, it's it's in there about what what is the meaning of life? Like, why are we here? Where did we come from? That was always yeah. kind of in there. And then I, you know, did a few things. Like I went to an inner child workshop, little things like that, read a couple books. Um, the real first thing was I started reading books on near-death experience. Mm -hmm. And what blew my mind is that they all said the exact same thing. Yeah. So I was like, wait a minute, it's not black and white. Like there's something after this. Mm -hmm. yes. And that opened a, a door. And then I did find, um, you know, different teachers, but going to yoga classes at first was huge, you know, just connecting with my breath and my body. And the first time we all owned in a room, I felt shivers up my spine. And I was like, what was that? <laughs> you know, I just remember these awake, these little mini awakenings. Um, but I'd say when I went to that graduate program, that, that was, that was the beginning. And then I decided to go get trained as a yoga teacher. So I went to India mm -hmm. for three months and that was freaking life changing. Um, yeah. To see how, how other people live and, and really seeping in that philosophy of freedom and achieving moksha and, you know, these different states of consciousness. Yes. 
And what do you feel the purpose is of those states of consciousness, right? Because mm -hmm. I've had the great privilege of also experiencing breath work in that way yeah. um, in the past year. And so I myself am experiencing all of those things. And, you know, it's truly incredible when you don't feel like you are the ego self anymore and you're just in this state of bliss and love. But what do you think the purpose of understanding that is? Ooh, I, that's such a good, first of all, congratulations to have opened that doorway and to have had that experience because once you have the touchstone for these altered states of consciousness, like what we think is real becomes a lot less convincing. <laughs> it's just like, no, 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 no. Like there is something so much more to me, the purpose for all of us, it's, I mean, we all have different purposes externally, like depending on like who we are and our makeup and who we're here to serve. And it's a unique message. I love helping people find, I think on a deeper level, the purpose is really to awaken to presence. It's to awaken into the present moment, to awaken into who we actually are, which is not complicated at all. I mean, we're vast, we're infinite, but it's not complicated. It's it's like we're like these innocent children who actually see and experience the beauty of life. I, I think it's those experiences come and go, but what it leaves us with is a deep connection to who we really are, which is like a key into unlocking joy and in enjoying our lives, yes. really enjoying this beautiful heaven on earth that is here. Um, that's very hard to see when we're locked in neurosis or next, 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 next achievement, 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 and all the BS we see on the news. So it's, it's, uh, I'd say the purpose is to wake up to who we are and then celebrate. <laughs> Definitely. And yeah. you help people help others as well, right? So once you oh. help them wake up, they're helping others. So how does that come into it? What's the, you know, why are we helping others here? Mm. It's so funny you're saying that because my mentor, Leonard Jacobson, is constantly schooling me on stop helping others. Um, what he means by that is, this is my next edge is like not actually going for helping others, but just being a space of presence. And this is what we train, how we train our coaches and how we live in coaching sessions. Yet it still takes a high level of mastery in practice to no longer like go out there to like reach out and think that people need fixing because they don't. And they have the resources inside themselves. But really in being present with others, I think that is the biggest help. Um, the edge I've been working with lately is as an empath getting very drained by helping people. Mm -hmm. And so what Leonard, my mentor, has been showing me very, very deliberately is that the only thing that drains me is this trespassing over into other people's energy trying to help them with my solutions when really if I'm just present with them, they blossom in presence. Cause being present is like the sun that shines, right? Mm -hmm. The sun's not out there. Like, let me fix you. Let me help you. It's like, no weeds, flowers. I shine. Like it just shines. And in that, that's where real transformation takes place. 
Yes. This is super important to say, I feel, because yeah. a lot of coaches, especially, they are, you know, trying to figure out how they can help others and all of this because they feel this calling yeah. to want to make a difference. And, oh, you know, I'm I'm blessed that my mentor, she lives in India and she yeah. found me. And wow. so yeah, I'm very blessed that she simply embodies presence. And then I've been able to learn by watching what it's like to learn from someone who's just present. And so it is so important that we do that. That's the whole thing, really, because when we are embodying presence, we are connected to that infinite source. And then we become the, I guess, the image of it for people to remember their Mm -hmm. own infinite self, I suppose. Right. I really appreciate the word. You, You just literally answered like a long time mystery for me. You said you become the Oof, it's going to make me cry. Um, you said you become the image for people. My name, Veronica, means true image. And I've always wondered, what does that mean? Like, I know the biblical reasons. I know all of that. But what is true image? And you just answered it. It's You said when you're in presence, you become the image for people of what truth, or I forgot how you said it, is. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. That's of course. And, and how did your teacher find you? Like that's, you, she found you. I mean, what a, an amazing miracle that is. I mean, I, I'm so blessed. I've, I've been understanding that the world is more divine than we can understand. And, you know, the first time I ever meditated was in a temple here in Los Angeles and I was 16. So I went with a friend and there is an image of my teacher's guru in this very temple. Mm. And so somehow it's been there the whole time. And she received a message from her guru saying, you need to attend this thing. And I was working for a coach as a salesperson, actually Shanda, we know who that is. Um, And this teacher heard that she was supposed to attend a webinar and she wasn't aligned with necessarily what this woman was doing, but she knew she was supposed to be there. And then we were paired up on a sales call. You are kidding me. I'm not kidding you. (laughs) I'm not kidding you right now. And so we're on the sales call and she told me later, she's thinking, what am I doing here? I have no interest in purchasing this. Like, why am I here? And then she said that when she met me, she understood, oh, okay, I'm supposed to meet this person and then train her. And so it was just this very cool thing and such a beautiful example of faith as well on her part Mm -hmm. that she has trained so well that she can trust something to that degree, you know? So it's just, it's amazing. (laughs) Oh, that is, that is literally divine. And it's so funny. I mean, everything's divine, right? And we put this little filter on it, like so, so limited, um, so how beautiful. Oh, wow. 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 <laughs> I, I love this stuff. I could talk yeah. about it forever. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. So let's get back to your story here. So we talked a bit about spirituality, what it means for you. How does that come into the work and the teachings that you're doing? How do you infuse some of that knowledge into everything? I'd say continuously coming back to presence, like over and over and continuously breathing and inviting our students and clients into the breath, coming back into presence, coming into the um, ability to be present, especially with the things we don't like, with the things that make us get anxious or run from the moment, 
just constantly checking myself, I think is the most important thing to see like, where am I getting caught in ambition or in something that's pulling me out of myself or fear, fear of someone's judgment or self-doubt or whatever it is, continuously mothering those scared parts of myself so that I can anchor in, in deeper, deeper states of presence and what I call the diamond self, which is like this just radiance inside that's always there. It's unbreakable. The word diamond actually means unbreakable. Wow. Um, and it's this unbreakable dimension of self. And so as long as I continue to do the work, it's why we start the coach training program with seven weeks of self-mastery. Because as long as I continue to come back and do do my own work, then what I'm sharing with others is coming from, from presence and is can serve them at the highest level. Um, another way <clears throat> is, I'm just thinking of one of our graduates, like, when I saw that the six-month program was seven weeks of self-care to start and seven weeks of self-mastery, I was like, why? I want to get to the coaching part. Yeah. And now she's like, thank God. So I'd say like, you know, just hearing the reflections from people, self-care is spirituality. You know, it's self with a capital S. I don't just mean like tending to ourselves and taking a bath, although that's necessary and great, but I mean, tending to the self, you know, tending to the silent presence inside um, and opening up to the magical, opening up to not just the practical ways of helping people, but the magic that's always right in front of us um, that we knew as children we had access to and um, yeah, opening up to that as well. I don't know if I answered your question, but spirituality is a really big kind of word. Um, but I'd say it's really the dimension of ourselves that's not personal and there's no mask. So it's continuously relaxing into that peace inside. I love that. And what is something that you might have recently learned about yourself or in general, some sort of recent aha moment that you've had? I think the one about like... The, okay, so I was just in Peru, and uh, my husband Jason was leading the retreat in Peru with his private clients, and we were there with them for two weeks. And I had said to myself, "All right, I know myself. I'm gonna need to just be with them like a little bit here and there, and you know, really be in my own reality, do my work, and kind of be on my own a lot to keep my energy high." because I would get so drained around other people. <laughs> um, it was just something I tend to have really strong boundaries to keep my frequency high so I can keep doing my work at a high frequency. Well, I found that the entire retreat, I was super energized and I was around these people every moment of every day for two weeks. And instead of kind of bailing, I stayed the whole time and I was like, why is this different? Why is this different? And I realized because it was Jason's retreat, they didn't hire me for that retreat. So I was very clear not to, to make sure that he was the focal point. And instead of being a teacher, I was actually a participant and I would ask him questions and I was really in this receiving mode. Yeah. And it was such an aha, everything Leonard Jacobson has been teaching me was in pure evidence right there, I was not trying to help them. Mm. <laughs> I was just playing and present with them. Wow. And 
and felt amazing. And they extracted value from my presence, but I didn't have to do anything. I literally, so that opening of like, I can help you. I wasn't there. So my boundaries were sealed. I was just present. Mm-hmm. And then in so doing, I wasn't picking up their energy. Yes. That was a huge awakening as an empath. Cause it's like, I wouldn't even say an awakening more of like a very useful <laughs> bit of a very useful realization. Yeah. And it's definitely, you know, it's funny, this whole idea of just being, and like we talked about the image, you know, yeah. I'm very fascinated with this because, you know, I get to see a very beautiful image of, you know, presence in my opinion. And so I've, I've been doing research on this and I watched a documentary on Gandhi because I was trying mm-hmm. to understand how did some person become this image of peace in the world? Right. And yes. what was so fascinating was that, you know, he wasn't out there preaching things and he wasn't trying to fix anyone or help anyone, yeah. but he was just doing actions that were in alignment with peace. And he was just, mm. and so I think it's really wonderful that this is something that you are embodying and working on because it feels very aligned in every way. It just feels very good when I'm hearing mm. it. Oh, so good. It's so, so good. Yeah. And the real question is, how do we all like bring it into what we're here to do, right? And the thing is, the thing that we're courageously like out to do at like our purpose, when like with Gandhi, he's out there living his purpose, but instead of making it about anything other than I'm just here to, I'm just present doing this thing humbly. Same goes for like, um, if I'm holding a VIP day with a client or something, helping them bring their course out into the world. Like from hearing you speak of Gandhi, I ask myself now, how can I continue to do this work with someone while really embodying the deepest level of presence and just, and uh, yeah, (laughs) it's just, there could be a whole, I I just, I'm going to be meditating on this even more, but it's just so much easier than we think is what's coming to mind. (laughs) It's beautiful. And if someone is hearing this and they want to connect with you and they want to learn more, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, You can go to veronicacresto.com. I have a gift on there called the energetics of, oh no, the energetics of masterful coaching is on my coach website, uh, the diamond mm-hmm. but on veronicacresto.com, I have this, um, uh, masterclass on commanding your frequency. So mm-hmm. it's like as an empath, as a highly sensitive, how do you actually command your free- frequency, no matter who you're with and what's going on in your life, but you feel really good no matter what. Wow. Um, yeah, so that would be the first step I'd say, uh, to connecting with me. That is incredible. And is there anything else that you would like to share today? Uh, oh, and YouTube, uh, just I'm on YouTube. So anything else I want to share is, oh God, you're so, if you are watching this and you've made it to the end, you are on a path of truth. You are on a path of true purpose. And I just want to thank you because you going deeper in yourself and prioritizing yourself is actually the greatest contribution to our world. And I just want to remind you that your well-being adds to the well-being of our world. 
So if you think your self-care is good, like let's go even higher with it. <laughs> or if, you, if your self-care is really bad or your spiritual practice you haven't been prior, prioritizing, may this just be an invitation to light a candle, create your sacred space and, you know, honor your need to take really good care of yourself and discover who you really are. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here, Veronica. It was such a pleasure. Thank you, Anna. Such a joy. Thank you for listening to our show. If you liked it, please feel free to leave us a review and tell us what you thought and what you learned. Also, don't forget to get your own website template by going to the-webgoddess.com and use the promo code PURPOSE10 to get 10% off today.